We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Lane Kiffin spoke yesterday. The quarterback spoke yesterday. We have a depth chart. We even had technically had two depth charts. Had one, it went away. Got another one. So uh, they're going to play twelve guys on defense too. That's, I mean, if you can get away with it, that's going to be pretty cool. Wait, it's kind of like the or it's uh, a penalty on every play, which means that we'll never get out of the stadium. That's where your concern was. Yeah, it's not. We're not going to be able to leave. Um, it's kind of like the SEC. Preseason and postseason all ba- all SEC basketball teams where it's like twelve players yeah. for the first team. That team would be awesome. They would win every game. The, the The first team is always you know like six guards and four forwards and a couple centers. I mean, if the twelve best players in the SEC play at the same time against anybody else, they're going to win. It's true. No, there's going to. I don't know how you spread the offense around. There's only one ball, Neil. But it'd be hard to guard twelve guys with five guys. It it'd, just, it'd be very difficult, especially if all twelve guys are good. It'd just be difficult. Well, and all twelve guys are good. And if you can play twelve guys on defense every play, that is going to change the calculus. Zones could be very difficult to to deal with. Well, you're just going to be able to guard more of the field. I mean, you're going to be able to take stuff away. You're going to be able to put an extra man in the box at all times. Yeah. So we'll talk about those things today here on this Tuesday, just a few days away from finally football games, SEC non-Vanderbilt edition beginning Thursday with a couple games, Missouri and Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, a lot of football coming up on today's show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember their daily lunch specials they have going on. They include bread and any size fountain drink, 12, 16, 20, 24, 32, 44, whatever you would like there with the Oxford Exxon. Today, the Southern Staple Tater Tot Casserole. I don't know specifics. I know people get really interested in what is potentially on or not on uh, Tater Tot Casserole, but that is the... uh, I mean, my calorie alert just went boom. That is the Tuesday special. You can also give them a shout, talk about the uh, the barbecue specials for uh, tailgating 
or home games this weekend. Remember that coming up on Saturday, 3 o'clock for Ole Miss and Troy. So uh, either whether it be tailgating or tater truck casserole today, that's the Oxford Exxon here on Highway 6 West in Oxford and coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford. Is in Amory, Mississippi? 662-257-1900 the number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. You'll love the product. 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place for coming into town this weekend. Grab a burger, a po' boy, grab a beer, have a cocktail, whatever the case may be. There at Rafters on the Square. Also, don't forget Rafters in New Albany. So uh, hit the like button. Uh, do us a favor. Hit the like button. If you're not subscribed to our uh, YouTube channel here, hit the uh, hit the subscribe button. We'd appreciate that as well. Tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Steal their phone. Hit the subscribe button on their phone. Stuff like that. Cool. Scooping stuff yesterday. Um, you wrote a quarterback story, and we talked to Lane Dart and Altmeyer yesterday. Anything that is said with any sort of concrete nature is going to be inaccurate because nobody knows, um, in my opinion. You feel free to disagree. But I think yeah. we could analyze a lot of answers, a lot of things, but frankly would be just doing a podcast and killing time with words, which we'll do a little bit of. But I, it's kind of the scope of the day. And we've talked about this really since Lane got here. But this year does feel different. He feels more honest. Frankly, it seems like he hates us less than usual or at least he's happier in general. He gives more thoughtful answers. He is speaking more articulately. He's not just trying to get out of there as fast as possible and looks like it's a hostage video when he is discussing things with us. I think he hates certain of us less than he hates. He hates the overall activity less than he used to hate it. Yeah. I think it's correct. And I don't think his hate level across the board on all of us is even anymore. I think it's not one entity. I think of hate. I think he would tell you that there are certain people that he just hates a little bit less than the others that he hates. Okay, and so there's less hate. Oh, less overall hate is true, yes. and hate's the wrong word. It's disdain. Oh, you think it's even disdain? I, mean, I think it's mi- definitely annoyance. Annoyed. Annoy- it, it, annoyance might be the nice way to put it. Why am I having to be here with these people? Why are we sharing oxygen at this point? A reminder that. I get paid for this. I think that does cross his mind. I think there are certain people like in the national. Seven and a half million dollars. Seven and a half million dollars. Seven and a half million dollars. I think there are people in the national media that he enjoys talking to. Um, I, I don't, Do you really? Or yeah. he just knows they have an audience that allows him to be more. No, I think like if you listen to him when he talks to uh, like uh, Dan Patrick or you listen to him when he talks to. Because see, Dan would be the one I would argue against because Dan frankly, is asking really good questions. He's a great interviewer, but I don't feel like they have this like dialogue that Lane is overly engaged well, in. Well, maybe you're right, yeah. Maybe you know so. what I mean? Like, sure. He gives him a lot of effort, but yeah, Dan I, is not necessarily having a podcast-type conversation. Like, I think Lane. he enjoys talking to Levitard because they know okay, each other from that. the Miami yeah, I'll, days I'll and stuff. That. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he and Feldman probably know each other really well, I would assume. Let's see, what's the question? How many more interactions than normal did I have from... Wayne's retweet of my article. I don't even know. I, I believe it or not, I, I 
I don't spend as much time on Twitter as people think I do. I, I really don't. I really don't know. Jay's in the thread. Jay Jay has challenged me to spend less time on Twitter, and I've I've, I've done that. Oh, really? Well, Jay and other people like just let it go. Like I was listening to Rogan yesterday, where he goes, "It's just it's absolutely you should just absolutely not engage in Twitter at all. Just post and get out." He's right. Point being to that whole conversation is that Lane is honest. I don't feel like he is trying to manipulate much. He is good. He is fine with not answering questions. I think sometimes coaches, and the reason that coach speak becomes more prevalent is that they don't like not knowing an answer, or they don't like not <laughs> they don't like not knowing an answer, or they feel like they have to give an answer to everything. And Lane is not that guy. He can just say, "I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. Whatever." Yeah, and, and move on. Yeah. So that allows you to go when he does answer something. Oh, okay, sweet. You just. Probably told the truth. I mean, there's no whatever. So that plays for two ways. I mean, we're, people are analyzing the hell out of his comments about Oxford and what that means for his future, which the answer is nothing. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. And then two... Huh, I don't know that I agree with that. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean... We'll, 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 we'll get, get to all there. of it, sure. But from the quarterback standpoint, if he tells you every freaking day that he's not really sure and he's not happy with either one of them, at some point, just believe him. I mean... There's because here's the deal. If he if there was one guy that was just far and away better and was just freaking killing it, a every player on the team would go, "Hey, he's the quarterback. What the hell are we doing here? We all see it. You can't fool kids." Sure. And then two, it would benefit his team once classes started. Like it, 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 there's there's no there's no positive to not naming a quarterback yesterday if you knew who the quarterback was. Agreed. You're playing Troy. There's no well. Wait, that's the, the teams that do. Oh, we're doing gamesmanship. Oh, shut the hell up! Like it, so, we're gonna we're gonna get to this. Yeah, they're not doing gamesmanship against Troy. If they need gamesmanship to beat Troy, then the the people that are talking about ten and two are going to be not only wrong, but my God, at how wrong they're going to be. I mean, if this is gamesmanship, I mean, I think Lane respects Troy. He talked about that yesterday. I know he respects John mm-hmm. Summerall. For those who yeah don't know who I'm referencing, the Troy coach, former. Ole Miss and Kentucky assistant. John's considered an up-and-comer in the coaching business, and I'm sure that Lane respects his coaching chops. That said, Ole Miss is more talented than Troy and should win the game. You're favored by 22 points or whatnot. It's not gamesmanship. It's, look, like you said, this is what's funny to me is I see people to go coach speak. He doesn't do coach speak. He doesn't do coach speak. He either answers a question or he declines to answer the question. It's like yesterday, Nick Suss asked him an injury question. And he paused for a minute. He, he had to decide whether he was going to answer it or not because he typically doesn't. And he was like, out of hell with it. Here are the four guys that are just not going to play. Well, because in his head, I would assume, it's cost-benefit analysis. What damn difference does it make? They're not playing. Right. So sure. So sure. That's a different question than, hey, what percentage is Jalen Robinson? Yeah, exactly. yeah, you get that. So... um. But if you ask a good question, you get a good answer. He doesn't do the he doesn't do the the coach speak thing. So when he tells you repeatedly about, hey, look, <laughs> I tried to tell you guys the last couple of years to enjoy this uh, Matt Corral. Corral thing. Not every not every quarterback can make every throw and just drop him in. He's telling you something about his quarterback situation, and they're inconsistent. You've been out to a few practices. I've been out to a few practices. At none of those practices did I ever go, ever, not one time, 
oh, that dude is the guy. Right? They'd make a throw. Yeah. Right? And Dart especially sometimes would make a throw. You're like, ooh, that was good. But the next one wasn't. And with Luke, you'd be like, ah, he's just not aggressive enough. And then he'd make a throw. And you're like, well, maybe. But that's kind of where it went. And then we're going to get to this with other stuff on depth charts. But the game has changed. The world of college football has changed. And no one is more aware of that than Lane Kiffin. That when you make a move publicly, there will be ramifications. Every decision has consequences. And so if you name Jackson Dart the quarterback tomorrow, you go, he's my guy. We're going to play him. We're going with it. Okay, you better be feel really good about it because there's a decent chance that Luke Altmeyer is going to go, I did all I could do. I didn't get the job. I'm at peace with it. But I want to be a quarterback. This guy's younger than me. He just won the job. And if he plays well, I'm never going to get an opportunity here. It's time for me to start looking around. That's probably going to happen. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I think that's likely. If you're betting people, and I've gotten pushback on this from people like, why are you encouraging Luke Altmaier to leave? I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about. And then on the flip side, if you name Luke Altmaier the quarterback, what message does that send to Jackson Dart? I know he can't leave. He can't, quote, leave without a waiver. But how, are you managing his emotions at that point? Both of these guys have families. There's other parts to their lives than Ole Miss football. There are people in their fa- in their lot in their families. Whoever doesn't get this job, the parents are not going to be happy. If Luke Altmaier wins the job, Jackson Dart made a bad decision. Yes. Period. Period. And if Jackson Dart wins the job, Luke Altmaier made a bad decision by not leaving because mm-hmm. he could be the starting quarterback at Southern Miss right this moment. Sure. So. You're dealing with that. That's the new college football. The days of, I mean, look around. Look at all the different, like Pitt's going to play West Virginia. It's JT Daniels who's been at like seven schools versus Keaton Slovis who was competing with Jackson Dart last season at USC. Yeah, and now Dart would have the ability to be a little more in his head potentially patient because he's been through nothing but quarterback competitions his entire freaking life. And yeah. he saw one last year that went weeks and weeks and weeks and injuries and saw yeah. all this stuff and eventually he plays sure. and whatnot. But it still is a poor decision if you lose the gig. Um, and so I think it's conceivable that Lane is in, – in fact, I think it's quite likely that Lane says they just – we just not – we're not there yet. And he keeps getting asked the question, and it's the it's a legitimate question. It's a good question. I asked it, and then I think Michael um, Katz. Katz asked it yesterday. Do you think about playing too? And his answer to that is a consistent, don't really want to do that. But That's not no. I'm paraphrasing, but he's never gone, nope, not doing that. Going to name one, going to go with the one, going to go. He's not said that. He's to me, he said a week ago, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And to Michael yesterday, he goes, don't really think that's what we want to do. But, you know, we, we, we're not ruling anything out because we don't we don't just do things the way other people do it, whatever the answer was. It was, look, there was some frustration yesterday. I do that, what he said, what he meant, brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net every week in the season. And it's always an interesting exercise because if you go back and you read Lane's answers, and there was some frustration with what happened Saturday. Not over, not overdoing it, but it didn't go the way he wanted it to go. And it was a reminder to him, I think, 
that we've got a bunch of new guys here is what he was thinking. We've got all these guys that and, – and, and I thought his, one of his most interesting comments yesterday was, you know, back in the day, yeah, you brought your freshmen in and they were kind of lost on day one of like the first day when you did the rehearsal and stuff. But he's like, it didn't really matter because they weren't playing anyway. They're just following. They, they'll pick it up. But in this case, hell, a bunch of these guys are not only playing, they're playing huge roles. You know, the interesting part about that is, A, that mock game, which is what they did Saturday. They basically went through everything that they would do on a normal game day, dress rehearsal, all that stuff, and they scrimmaged. And, again, it was the ones and the twos against the service team. That game is set up to kind of be that last reminder to everybody to get their act straight. Because, I mean, he said it, you can't really implement a real game from an intensity level because there's no fans and they were inside. I mean, it's all that kind of stuff. Sure. So there, there's a built-in, hey, I'm probably going to be a little disgruntled and yell at them over this because I get to a week before the first game, and it's it's almost just part of the process, in my opinion. I think you're always frustrated with this mock game in a way. He wasn't last year. But, well, my point being... He was quite pleased with it last I year. I think they... I think the continuity between the new guys and the old guys and all that stuff has been such a challenge mm-hmm. this preseason that it's all grading on him more. I think mm-hmm. it's all a combination of that stuff. Because, I mean, he made the comment yesterday. He goes, you know, we've got a portal guy in here that wants to change his shoelaces to a different color. And we go, yeah, we don't do that here. But he's like, well, we did that there. And it's like, well, you're not there anymore. Right. We've got a way we do things and it's whatever. There's been, you know, I don't know if it's anything that's caused some huge division, but I think there's been lots of just knick-knack crap that he's dealt with over the course of the last few weeks that he is a not wanting to spend minutes on and b not used to having to spend minutes on. And I think it's all put into a big glob together in a way because they have not, I think they've tried. I think some guys have tried really damn hard, but they have not necessarily all congealed into one unit either at this point. No, haven't. I mean, you, you see that and you bring all these guys in and they come in and when when we do these interviews with the guys, when they, Announced they're transferring, right? Mm-hmm. How many of them ever like, yeah, you know what's going to happen is I'm probably going to go there. I'm not going to win a starting job. I'm going there. I'm, I'm probably going to be a backup for a while. I'm going to play a lesser role. and You know, it might not work out. That quote I just want to win some games. They've got a great engineering department. If I don't play, it's cool. Yeah, I just want to be I just want to be a cog in the wheel. It's not, what, it's not what they say. It's not what they're sold on. And then you get there and it's different. You know, I mean, like I think they went into this season – like, I don't think the wide receiver thing has shook out the way they thought it would. But you go through camp, and playing time is earned. But everybody has – got to remember this. Everybody has feelings. This is around the country. And I'm not criticizing. But you got to be careful this time of year with hurt feelings because hurt feelings can go to the transfer portal fast. Fast. And this is not to be the old man yelling at the cloud because I'm a defender of the young generation, if anything. But this is a different – you're seeing the beginnings of this with the transfer portal. These are the same kids who, hey, I don't like my seven-on-seven coach. I'm moving to another seven-on-seven. I don't like my high school coach. I'm going to move to another high school. I'm going to move. Working through – Adversity. Say they have a different. hard time figuring out. Hey, I hate my seven on seven coach, and he's an ass, or it's a me problem. And right. they don't ever say much. It's a me problem. Right. It's always somebody else at first, at least until somebody figures it out. And you know, yeah. I mean, you start going, "Hey, I probably need to address me." But 
they're also 18, 19, 20-year-old people. And I don't know if you remember this being this way, but when I was 20, I was an idiot. But I thought I was really smart. Mm -hmm. I did. I thought I was thought I knew everything. Turns out I didn't know much. So to expect football players, just because they run fast or jump high or they are really big and strong, to be any different than you were at 20 is flawed. They're just the same way. And, the and frankly, have been appeased pretty good over the course of And that's the difference. Yeah. Unlike someone like you or me who probably wasn't told that the sun rose yeah. because of us. They, they've had those moments. These guys have been told for a while that you're the best thing since sliced bread. And so getting humbled is tough. So you got to be careful. There's a reason that the – listen, I – I, we joke about it on this site. I can't remember where the depth chart thing started, the depth chart joke. I don't remember. It's been years. I don't know. I think it was because we had a poster who just rode my ass about depth charts, and I finally got sick of it and did what I do, which is get sarcastic. But coaches hate them. Yeah, and we'll talk about why in a little bit. I'm going to go to a couple other schools and kind of mention that when we discuss the rest of Ole Miss's depth chart here in a minute. But um, point being, I – I don't think there's anything to read into it. You know, I thought – because people were even trying to analyze some of Altmeyer's and Dart's answers yesterday, but frankly, they were asked different types of questions. Yeah. Dart was asked lots of Dart questions, and Altmeyer was asked lots of roster questions, which how that happens, I don't really understand, but sure, that's what happened. What do you think it is? Look. I mean, what do you think it is? Because it, it, it's too If total- I'm being nice, it's that Altmeyer's been here for a while and, and understands more of the roster than Dart does. If I'm being nice. Okay. What about if you're not being if nice? If I'm not being nice, and they were asking it because they were wanting – because they Luke is seen as one of the team and Jackson is not by media uh, – potentially some media members in a way. That's my opinion. Even though they're both clearly on the team. They appear to be both on the team yesterday. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they appear to be eligible yesterday, best I can tell. <laughs> it appears that they are both – they've been cleared by, by <laughs> compliance to uh, to compete. As student Dart athletes. had a uniform on. I saw it. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> Luke had a great Rocky shirt. He did have a fantastic great, Rocky shirt. It was a great shirt, shirt. Yeah. It was an awesome shirt yesterday. So, anyway. Uh, all right. We'll continue our Lane Kiffin conversation. Second, first, two about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Six different meals in the bags that get delivered straight to your house. $20 off your first order with MPW. You just pop in the freezer, and then when you're ready to eat, 10 minutes freezer to plate restaurant quality shrimp with PrimeShrimp.com, including their newest flavor. The lemon cracked pepper. It's a really versatile option, kind of like the signature seasoning. Put it on salads, mix it with pasta, veggies, rice, whatever it is you would like. It's an easy meal at night when maybe kids are busy. You need something fast before you get them into uh, the bath and bed. So you can do that with Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Also, they're individually frozen shrimp, two pound bags, just like the grocery store, except a higher quality that can be shipped to you as well. So, again, $20 off your first order with MPW. That's primeshrimp.com. Episode one of the Davis and Igbenosan show is up. That's brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, episode four of the Mason Brooks show, which I highly recommend. I highly recommend both, actually. Had a lot of people go, what are you, how are you going to do a show with a backup? Number one, I don't know that Mason's a backup. Number two, he's going to play a lot. And number three, if you still question that. He was technically a starter on the new depth chart yesterday. Yes. If you question we'll that, that, you should listen to the show because Mason was terrific. It's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. 
Their style is hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. I'll have uh, the next episode of The Troy Brown Show, uh, I think coming to you later today. It's being edited as we speak. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Our friends at Blue Delta are excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the Band on Friday, October the 14th for the Square Jams after party. So it's after Square Jams and before the Saturday game against Auburn. At Vault Hemingway, you can uh, spend some time with uh, Blue Delta on Friday night at the Lyric with the world's most powerful 90s country party band. Ticket packages are on sale now. Some include uh, jeans, some don't, but all include admission to the concert and an open bar to book. Just DM Blue Delta on their socials or visit bluedeltajeans.com slash after party and we'll see you there. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock Auctions start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. So shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer uh, local pickups. So don't miss out. Want it? Bid it? Win it. We talked about my... Um, piece on rebelgrove.com the uh what he said what he meant that is up as well got that to you last night around six ish that's uh, brought to you by myperfectfranchise.net if you're looking to diversify if you're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule myperfectfranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth let andy ledecky guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation there's tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on if you hate your job you hate your boss you hate your pay you feel stuck Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Go to their Instagram page and see their tailgate packages. You still have time to order, but you better hurry for uh, this weekend. If you want to get out in the Grove, they feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on the package that you choose. Everything from some of their great uh, condiments. They've got pepper jelly, feta dip that's excellent. They do the extra large specialty trays, the artisanal. It's the cheese they make in-house every single day, the grazing, the charcuterie. Sandwich trays, crudite, they do the fruit tray with the cheesecake dip, which is a favorite, and cookies and brownies, plenty of desserts, options as well. So that's 662-419-9201, or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. So, by the way, I've had some people ask, uh, where's G-Pits? Uh, Jay, was in the, Jay might still be in the stream. We, we moved it to Wednesday. We're going to tape on Wednesdays now just because our Mondays. Auburn moved its media day from Tuesday to Monday, and with their media day and Ole Miss's media day and stuff, just it was too hard so we're moving it to wednesday it'd be easy so there you go so and i guess i'll clarify we'll go here next i don't mean nothing as in it was not relevant or whatever um lane's comments regarding oxford regarding his personal changes those type of things yesterday because you know we always talk about lane comes in with something he kind of wanted to say and that was one yesterday because the question allowed for it but it didn't necessarily they didn't say, hey, Lane, how you like in Oxford? Like, that was not necessarily. Oh, yeah. He had to get there because that had at least crossed his mind or he was remembering his own 
contemplations at that point. Um, yeah, could be. It wasn't, hey, how's, how's town treating you? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Been any cool places lately? Yeah, wasn't that? Yeah, I like. I don't even it, remember the question. It was at least on his mind a little bit. Sure. Um, well, it was more like, hey, you know, are you comfortable in your third year? Blah, 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 blah. Some, something kind of along the line, those lines. And his his full quote, um, sometimes you reflect on things. Going to your third year and the first year being strange for everybody with COVID. We couldn't really recruit. The town was kind of shut down. Won the Outback Bowl. Then last year to win all the home games and have success. Go to the Sugar Bowl was really cool. Now it's a new year. I thought about that. I kind of thought maybe if you look at my background, where I've been, this statement may surprise you. Probably would have surprised me if I'd have said it a long time ago. I look at it as you go around town, there's so much excitement around the program, season ticket sales and everything. But I feel like I needed Oxford and Ole Miss a lot more than it needed me. I enjoy it here. It's been awesome. It's been really cool. Now we've got to take off from last year and rebuild like we have and go perform on game days and keep our home winning streak alive. I don't know the stats. But it's got to be one of the longer ones around. Um Neil asked a follow-up for elaboration on that, and he said, I just think maybe that statement might, might not surprise people, but just when I thought of it the other day, I don't know. I would have said in the beginning, just living in the different cities I've lived in, as you guys know, here with Landry moving here and Juice and everything, just how people are here. It's been really awesome for me. It's been part of a lot of changes that have taken place personally. This didn't happen in these two years by chance. I think a lot of it had to do with coming here. Again, he told the truth. Yeah. He, he, he elaborated. And I guess that was my point to the very beginning of the podcast. We do not get that answer last year from Lane Kippen oh, in a local God press no. gathering. God, no. He never contemplates going into that <laughs> level of detail about his personal life in last year's press conferences. <laughs> last so year, there I, is an ease that has come across Lane Kiffin. Last year, if I had said, could you elaborate on that? He would have looked at me and shot darts right <laughs> through my chest. <laughs> So, no, it's, it's, it's been a cool thing. It's been a really, really neat thing. And I understand what he's saying. I mean, it's a guy who... Actually, I think I'm in, one of the ones that he looks to when he tries a joke to see if it worked or not. See if it lands, if you're laughing yeah, or not. I think, I'm, I think I'm one of the te- <sighs> test monkeys. He's been in Boca, in L.A. He was in Tuscaloosa for a little while. Um, yeah. He came here in 2019. And... Frankly, COVID happened very quickly. I mean, he didn't know the town. I mean, everything was just sort of whatever. I mean, some of it is even just a normalcy coming. And I don't think he was in a good space. No, 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 no. He wasn't. Um, he's he he's lost all the weight. We talked about that. We talk with you know people about that. All those different things. He stopped but, drinking. He's admitted yeah. it. I mean, he stopped drinking. Um, I'm not saying he had a drinking problem, but he stopped drinking. Sure. Daughter's moved here. Senior at Oxford. Yeah. Got a dog apparently. Oh, is that right? Yeah, apparently. Yes. What kind? <laughs> British lab, English lab. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Except we didn't get that Lane Kiffin. He started down that road a couple weeks ago and stopped and went, "Ah, oh, hell, what am I doing?" Yeah. I'm not, like trying. To- you do wonder if like Lane's like. So, I get a dog, and these people, <laughs> <laughs> like you wonder, did he when he got the dog? Did he think the dog was going to end up being the celebrity that the dog is? By the way, Jay, thanks for the super chat on uh, juice related. Um, you do have to wonder like, what he thinks. People are turning the dog into the official school mascot. I wonder if he thinks, well, what if I leave? Like, if I get offered the cowboy's job and I can't I leave the dog, take it, does juice come with me or how does this work? So, I'm not being very articulate here. I guess my point 
is no, all those things are true. He likes Oxford more than he expected to like Oxford. He likes Oxford more than he did a year ago. There's no doubt about that. He's gotten into a better place personally. I think some of the things that are charming about the community have resonated with him. Things that, frankly, we weren't sure would be a positive or a negative for Lane when he came in. You know, he's he's a huge introvert. At times, the town can feel very small where you're getting kind of looked at and you can't disappear. And I don't know if he – I don't know to what level that bothered him or was a nothing or whatever earlier in his tenure, but I do believe he has found a lot of positive – spin and things along along those lines on what the town is like. And I guess my point is, look, that's a great thing. Could that keep him here longer if you're an Ole Miss fan? Sure. There's no doubt about that. He also, though, for some of the people trying to make too much of it, wasn't going, I'm going to be here forever because I really like Oxford. That was also not what he was saying yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It does not mean that if a great job comes, that like if the Vikings call, he's going to Minnesota and he'll deal with the snow. Like. I, I, I guess my point was let's keep it between the tracks on what it meant. It is a good thing potentially for his tenure. It does potentially – there are jobs now that he would not take that he would have taken a year ago because of how the community has turned for him. There's no doubt about that. Sure. The list of schools or jobs or coaching positions that he now takes is smaller than it was 12 months ago for that reason, frankly, mm-hmm. because he's in a better place personally and is pretty happy, it mm-hmm. seems. Yeah. And then, too, he's making more money. Yeah. So all those things combined, that Venn diagram we always talk about of jobs Lane wants, jobs that want Lane, and then in the middle, which ones actually all coexist together, it's a smaller circle than it was yeah. last year at this point. For There's sure. no doubt about that. For sure. And I think he's had a chance to see the landscape a little bit. and Even some of the, quote, great jobs, some of the jobs that are better than the Ole Miss job, at least you know by most metrics, a lot of those places are having the same NIL issues that – Ole Miss was having. Frankly, Ole Miss is ahead of a lot of those schools in NIL. And Lane's smart enough to know this. He's actually really smart. Uh, I, I don't think intelligence has ever been his his downfall. Um, I think he knows the NIL thing is going to autocorrect to a degree. And everybody might be advised, if you're staying in the college game, to be a little patient with it. Now, there's a list of coaches that two years ago had no interest in going to the NFL who are now applying to 32 franchises. Sure. I mean, that's a real thing. But I don't know. I I thought it was an interesting comment, more than he would have said a year ago. I don't think a year ago he would have been like, yeah, I really, this place has been great for me. I think he was like, yeah, whatever. It was fine. And now I think it's changed. Some of that is his daughter moving here and making friends and going to the high school and Suddenly, I mean, it's one of the, I mean, look, if you list, if you ask people who live here, what are the things you love about Oxford? Well, those of us who have kids, one of the first things we say is the schools are great. Not perfect, but great. And so he's experienced that. Daughter came here for a senior year in high school and has been embraced. That's a tough transition for a kid. You know, I mean, so she's made a bunch of friends and she's hanging out and those friends come over to the house. Because high school girls hang out in packs, and those friends come come over to the house, and he sees them, and he's met them, and so I'm sure he's met some parents and things of that nature, and yeah, there's more comfort. You, allowed him to slow down. Just, yeah, sure. Just concentrate on some stuff. Yeah. And he's lost a ton of weight. I'm sure he just feels better. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot there. 
And the place has embraced him. I mean, I don't know that a place could embrace a person more than Oxford and Ole Miss have embraced Lane Kiffin. I don't know that it's possible. I'm, I'm sure that you could equal it someplace. I'm sure Tuscaloosa has embraced Nick Saban quite a bit. But, um, you know, I don't know that you can embrace him anymore. I mean, they're about to make his dog the mascot, for God's sake. I mean, it, it, they're it, – They've embraced him. The as thing much. is, you're not being that hyperbolic. I know. I'm totally serious. He's gonna. He's leading the team on the walk <laughs> through the grove. I mean, there's a betting line on whether he'll like stop and urinate on something. I mean, like, what's going to happen? I mean, it, it's it's silly on one hand, and on the other hand, it's kind of absolutely on brand. It's odd as hell, but sure. But I mean, if someone were to say to you, "Hey, two years ago, four years ago," You know what? Ole Miss is going to walk a dog down the walk of champions. The walk of champions. What dog do you think it would be? I would have gone. Oh, probably a yellow lab. That's what I would have said immediately. I was oh, yeah, a lab. Yeah, sure. Something yeah. fun. Yeah, just a happy party dog. Lab golden retriever. Yeah. And so here we are. None of this is all that surprising. Now, in saying that. The day before we all knew about the Luke stuff and all that stuff went down, they said, hey, in four years, or not even four years, Lane Kiffin's the coach. They're going to go to a Sugar Bowl, and, and his dog is going to lead the team down the walk of champions. You went, hold on a minute. How many mushrooms have you had, and where do we get them? Well, I would have because, thought, hey, so you've been reading my, you've been reading my column because I've written this twice. Don't forget, I'm the idiot that the day that they promoted Matt Luke wrote, I'm, you should hire Lane Kiffin. I'm aware, yeah. Ask me how doesn't that make it wrong. Ask me how that went over. Doesn't make it wrong. No, I, I wrote it. Use that sunglasses photo. That <laughs> question, yeah, I did. Yeah, I questioned my sanity somewhat after that, but yeah. So here we are. Well, that's a good point. I don't know who's actually going to walk the dog down the Walk of Champions. I would guess it's not Lane holding the leash. The Wild Rose guy? That would be. And if that's not who it is, they should reconsider. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who's going to walk him. My guess is it's the the kennel guy because the kennel guy has, he's like the dog whisperer. That, That old juice, man, juice running around practice field, acting crazy and stuff, and that guy just kind of didn't say anything. Just kind of looks at him. And Juice stops in his tracks. I mean, just has a way. That was the interesting thing is Lane kept talking about how Juice didn't mind and Juice was this or that. Not with that cat around. That's when that cat went home that there was a problem. There was no problem when he was over on the sidelines with him and the uh, some of the coach's kids were pulling his ears and his tail and all that stuff. I mean – the guy controls juice and he takes lots of photos because everybody's asking that dude to take a photo with juice and let him, let, let him use the camera. He's, he's well-versed. You don't think their business has picked up a little bit at wild Rose. Do you? I mean, they, they, not that they were struggling in the first place, but imagine the waiting list on Labrador retrievers is, is uh, lengthy at this point. I don't know if Lane got a discount, but he damn well should have. Because he, yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he has added some to the to the ratio there for for Wild Rose. I mean, they. 
Well, I mean, even you know, I mean, look, even continuing education for dogs. I mean, you got to send them back. You got to keep them. Got to keep them up to date with the with the training. I mean, that's well, a lot to this. That's what's going to be interesting with uh, anybody who's ever had a Labrador Retriever. That first couple of years, there's a lot of puppy in a Labrador Retriever. So I, I don't I don't know how Juice is going. How Juice is going to react to um, look? I haven't been in the Grove in a long time. I have no idea how many people are in the Grove at twelve thirty, two and a half hours before kickoff on a Saturday. But I'm going to guess it's in the tens of thousands. It's a lot. Yes, the answer is a lot. And so I don't, uh, I don't, I don't. That's this will be an interesting, an interesting uh, challenge for um, for Juice. Going to be a lot of going to be a lot of distractions for Juice. <laughs> Walk of champions and out with the team or just one, you think? I'm going to guess, and I have no personal knowledge, that after the Walk of Champions, that's going to be enough. You think Juice will have had his day by that point? I, I just think I think that's where the Wild Rose Kennel guy will say, look, I, I might know Labradorian, but I'm not a miracle <laughs> worker. I mean – Think about from a lab's perspective. Let's think about this from Juice's perspective for just a moment, and then we'll move on. Yeah, sure. You've got, I don't know, however many thousands of people along the walkway that are all yelling your name. Sure. That's a lot of stimulation. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Think about that from a human standpoint. If you're walking down the thing and everybody's yelling, chase, 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 you're going to kind of look around. Juice, sure. Juice. Juice, Juice has ears, um, and then Juice has a nose that's about a hundred times more powerful than your nose. <laughs> and again, it's been a minute since I've been in the Grove, but I do remember there being a lot of food there. And oh, people that he's going to be able to smell a lot of food, and just there's just going to be a lot. It's just going to be the a- chicken tenders and the ham sandwiches and all that's going to get juices nose up in the air i'm going to suspect that a creature with a nose 100 times more powerful than your nose yeah will smell uh food and he's gonna and and if if you've ever met a labrador retriever there is nothing in the world more important than food so any food labs will eat damn near anything they're part goat they just eat. And so I, I, I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, I suspect that they have a plan, but, but this will be, I mean, this is not a six year old lab kind of chill walking through. No, no, this is a puppy. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on, uh, for, for said puppy. So I'm, I'm, I will be, I'll be curious to see how that goes. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he does not, uh, get overly excited in that moment mm-hmm. and um i hope that doesn't i'm hoping that does not lead to nature calling for um uh, for one uh, one juice well i mean look your labs are a good bit older and they still have their moment where they'll get excited and want to want to participate in a very lively manner at this point they, this, they this is true they this can't is, always control themselves as, this is this is true sometimes there's just a lot of stimuli and they've never experienced Anything like what is headed uh, Juice's way. Oh, God. 
We'll talk never to them. Have, yeah. Never would have guessed years ago that, you know, four days before Ole Miss opens the season, you'll be talking about a Labrador retriever. I, I just didn't think that would be the case, but kudos to Juice, man. He's Well, a Labrador retriever, sure, but it's not at all surprising that four days before an Ole Miss football game, we were talking about a, a potential mascot. I mean, hell, that's old hat at this point. That, that that's very That's very common for us here. In all so. seriousness, in all seriousness, I mean, literally 30 sure. seconds or less. Is there any way that the people at Ole Miss are looking at this and going, you know, it wouldn't be hard to have a line of Labrador retrievers? Couldn't we just pull this off? Is there and juice is just juice one or whatever? Now, for that to happen where you can't call him juice forever, it's Kiffin's probably got to stay at Ole Miss a long time. I just wonder, like, because yeah, you would need a name for them after the first one. Yeah, because like, if he, like again, if he goes and coaches the Vikings, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to take his yeah. dog. But if he were to, I mean, in the scenario where Wayne <laughs> oh, Teddy's fifteen seasons, <laughs> sure, I, I could see it. That's a lot of pressure to put on Lane and Juice, frankly. Hey, Although, Lane, we need you to coach here till you're sixty, so we can have a mascot. <laughs> but I mean, they had Rebel the Bear finally had some momentum, and then they pulled the plug. The shark's been an unmitigated disaster. I know no one there who is willing to even fight back on that, even a little bit. Like nobody there, when I they know that I say that about the shark. Nobody there goes. He went into hiding. He's in basically witness protection at this point. Nobody says, you know, I don't think you're being fair about the shark. And I've been told before that I wasn't being fair about certain things. And so no one has ever said, you know, I I don't think you're giving Tony the land shark his due process. They did soften him, right? At least in pictures? Supposedly. Okay. Okay. I mean, the damage was done. He's no longer the athletic freak that Ross and Michael wanted that could dunk basketballs and no enchant children. <laughs> okay. I think the can opener. I thought you, Carly Ann, hated him. Hated him. She's like yelling I'm no sure. when she saw him at a birthday party one time. I'm sure there were kids who like him. Oh, sure. There are. Liked him, but. I mean, I'm guessing 99 point something percent of the populace generally likes a Labrador Retriever. They they put you in a good mood. They're dumb and got big heads and they're bouncing around and they're friendly and they'll lick you and they'll chase balls. And yeah, it's all yeah, good. I, just, I mean, I'm just thinking. They could teach Juice to go get the tea after kickoffs. I thought I saw them trying to do something along those lines the other day, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Oh, but really? He was chasing something. It might have just been retrieving to get some energy out of him. I don't know. The Saints did that for a long time with the dog when he got the tea. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think his name was Thatch. It was real creative. <laughs> you remember it, so it must have worked. Well, you got a lot of dogs. that They got the St. Bernard that goes around, too, like the actual mascot thing, the, yeah. the stuff. The stuff yeah. Thing. Is it Gumbo? Is that his name? That is, yeah. Uh-huh. See, there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, we'll talk some uh, depth charts. Talk a story I'm at least a little curious about in the athletic, too, here after the uh, the break. We'll tell you about G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. 
They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer medicine to free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. They also will transfer your medications easily. One call is all you need to do, and they will take care of the rest there at GNM or in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. That's 662-236-2222. Solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin supplement company. It's created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. I've been uh, using some Solutions RX uh, products. I've uh, seen... Some really nice, subtle, but nice uh, differences. And uh, I think you would too. Uh, one of the things that uh, they have is prescription support. It helps put vitamins back into your body that you lose when you take certain medications. Keeps you more compliant and taking your medications. Helps you stay longer, I mean, healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Building, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi. Uh, there, they'll custom build your building to your specifications. However, you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Holcomb can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Holcomb makes it happen. In house financing is available, free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Holcomb as well, 662 226 2233, or Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. Speaking of the Grove, um, even if you're not taking your personal Labrador retriever to the Grove, you do want to make sure that you are uh, tailgating in a way that's fun, where you can enjoy the tailgate, not have to worry about all the trouble. Seven South Tailgating can make that happen. They provide a level of service unlike any other. If you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. To lock in a tailgating package for this fall, visit their site, sevensouthtailgating.com, and submit a request. Also, Dead Soxy, get the sock game on for the Grove and for the football season. A lot of Ole Miss-themed socks that are out there, really cool. Lots of options. It's the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. It's deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off. Uh, game Changer Patches has a promo going right now to get 40% off your purchase. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Uh, warm-up patch used before while you drink overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep gamechangerpatch.com acs is uh, based in baldwin mississippi they can service and install rockwell automation allen bradley siemens adb square d and many other manufacturers it's acs llc ms.com or call 662-601-4381 lamman's fine jewelry 1126 north lamar boulevard in oxford is your go-to for jewelry, they are the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And now I work my sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. You learn how to find your own solutions. There's no better feeling. Therapists can help you become a better problem solver, make it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter, no matter how big or small. You know, and with therapy, you don't have to worry about somebody having a preconceived notion. You know, you got well-meaning family members, friends, but if they know the people you're talking about, if they know things in your past, sometimes it gets a little foggy. They can't help the way a trained therapist can, and BetterHelp is a great option to get somebody who you have a clean slate. You talk to them, they talk back, and they don't know kind of any of the baggage that's going on behind that other than what you tell them about whatever is going on. So tons of benefits in that. BetterHelp can help you out. Remember, you don't have to turn the video on if you want. You can get get to them quickly. Within 48 hours, they can match you with a therapist. It's a great option there. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. And we're giving you a discount right now. So if you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Betterhelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off the first month. 
That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash M-P-W. So we're, we're, we're close to this. Maybe I'm off. Maybe this is not something that maybe, – maybe they are the pure villain. But did you see our boy – and I mean that sincerely. We love him. Antonio's story about USC and being a villain of college football. I have uh, had it queued up to, to, uh, to read, but I have not read it yet. I plan to read it. So it's, it's kind of fascinating. I read it this morning when I was just looking for stuff for us to talk about today. And he leads with Barry Trammell, who is a columnist. Is he a columnist for the Oklahoman and has been yep. for years? That's how I, how I know him. Yep. He discusses where he's talking to Antonio and essentially where where USC might lose games this year. And, you know, Oklahoma has this hatred for USC. And I understand that. But the premise of the story, and there's a Colin Coward quote in here. Antonio did a good job reporting. I mean, he talked to a lot of different people. And it's not, it's not an incorrect story from that angle. But I'll tell you, if the whole thing is built around USC being the villain of college football, and I just don't see it. Uh, I, I don't really feel it at all. Now, they're an interesting case study. I'm fascinated in Caleb Williams. I'm fascinated in Lincoln Riley. But if Oklahoma and USC played each other, and I don't even know why I feel like this, I would actually be for SC for some reason. There's something more Oklahoma that bugs me with the way they handled it than the way USC handled it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, look, here's the deal with USC. They don't win enough to be the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, the villain in college football today 
I was trying to think while you were saying that because I haven't read the story. I get where there's Oklahoma disdain. Well, sure. I, I get that. Two fan bases can hate the hell out of one another. That's, yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Um, but who's the villain in college football today? I mean, it, it's okay. So here are your options, I think. Option one is. And not, this is not in in a ranking. I'm just giving you like a it's like a multiple choice, and you can pick sure. which choice A is A and M because they're spending all this money and okay. Jimbo's talking a lot. Sure, you know he's taking shots at the king, and um, they they're accused at least not even accused. People are saying that they're buying a bunch of players with NIL and 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 Jimbo's like, no, no, we don't do that. When it's obvious that they do. That's one. I guess you could call Alabama the villain because they own the sport, but people people they're are, a machine that you want to emulate. So that's not people are sick of them, but I don't know how many people nationally hate them. Like they're not hateable. You're tired of them. You'd like for them to lose. I think most people cheer against them. There's a big difference in envy and hate. Yeah, but that's it. I, do you hate them? I mean, I get if you're in SEC country and you're a rival every year, sure. But my guy in Dubuque, is he hating them? Probably not. I mean, no, sick of them. Depending on your regional status, whether it's either the team in your conference that you hate or if you hate the alpha from the other conference, Alabama and Ohio State are a group together in this. Yeah. If you just had to go there. You – I mean, if, if you turn on the fourth quarter of a game here in Mississippi and you look up and it's like, oh, shoot, Illinois is only down 27-24 to Ohio State. You're you're gonna, come on, man. Come on, Illinois. Let's do yeah. this. Let's do this, right? I mean, you're just you're just in. But if they don't pull it off, you're not like throwing stuff through the television. You're like, okay, whatever. I mean, you just don't hate Ohio. I don't know. that. Is there a team and is there a program or a person in college football that is universally – accepted as the villain we that nobody wins enough there's not enough parody in the sport because nobody's winning titles that this this obvious villain there's no 1980s miami hurricanes yeah that's right where you're like oh yeah i mean like if in a in a situation where i don't want you to uh, slit your own throat here sure. but like in a situation where texas a&m won three in oh, a God. row you know, and it was obvious that they're winning because they just are buying all of the players. They would be hated. They would be hated. You know, when the Miami Heat bought all the players, everybody went, yeah. oh, I hate them. The only people that liked them were the Heat. Sure. Heat fans. That was it. Everybody else hated them. Um, But no, USC, man, I mean, no. I mean, I, it's a good story. I'm sure I'm looking forward to reading it. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Antonio's. He's a friend, but mm. – Feels like well, it's like Coward's quote. And now Colin Coward, look, he's got a very simple radio show. I'm not really bashing what he does. And he's based he doesn't in know LA. shit about college football. He's based in L.A. Yeah, he knows nothing about college football. He's, his college football coverage is just kind of hot take or whatever is obvious. This quote is not correct. He says, I think, sport, this, I think sports need villains. Duke is a villain. That's good for college basketball. I agree with that part. That's true. I think Miami was a villain, USC's big city. The sport has enough small towns. It's got enough southern football powers. 
what the sport needs is some big city influence. It needs Miami, L.A., Notre Dame has a huge Chicago fan base. I think USC gave the sport juice. It's got enough hard work ethos. It needs glamour. That's different. Okay, I don't, but I don't disagree with that. Like the, the idea of USC becoming a villain would be good for the sport. But USC is not a villain right now because nobody pays any attention to them. They're the third most interesting team in their own conference to me right now. And that Sorry, not interesting, but threat to win the league. Sorry, not interesting. And that conference is the fourth or fifth best conference in the country? Mm-hmm. I mean, you go SEC, Big Ten. Then you probably go Big 12. Then you probably go ACC before you go to the Pac-12. The ACC is potentially deeper. The Pac-12 has more teams that could crash it and go unbeaten. Yeah, but who's good is my point. I mean, if I told you, if I told you at the end of the year, hey, you know what? Miami's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Clemson's not so bad. Pittsburgh might not be so bad. Hell, NC State might be pretty good. Yeah. If I told you, if I told you there's a really good Pac-12 team, hey, the football gods come down and go, there's a really good Pac-12 team. You go Utah. And they say, oh, no, it's not Utah. Oh, really? Oregon beat Georgia? No, not them. You're like, I give up. But it's not USC just because Caleb Williams is running around with his posse and all the people hanging on and getting paid a bunch of money and Lincoln Riley's out there with this fancy. Williams makes SC more unlikable than Lincoln Riley does. Yeah, sure. I mean, Lincoln Riley just chased the money. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's football coach. That's whatever. Football coaches chase money, whether it, whether on the A's. Um, Williams is kind of, I don't know if it's him or all the people around him, but kind of comes across as kind of scummy. Like you don't cheer for him. No, not at all. You know, in the way, like, and so to the villain point, nobody's cheering against Bryce Young. I guess Bryce Young seems like a good guy. No one's cheering against C.J. Stroud. He seems like a good guy. Whatever. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know, but you mentioned that about Oklahoma. But if Dylan Gabriel does really well, you're like, oh, how about that? That's a nice little story. But if Caleb Williams lights the college football world on fire, I think we're going to be like, ah, that kind of sucks. So maybe that's where they're going. Maybe they, they have the ability to be the villain, but they're not there yet. Got to win something first. Like the villain in wrestling, you know, like in pro wrestling, the villain, the villain every so often would win the championship. The villain would run off with the pretty girl. Yeah, the the the, the hero in wrestling gets beat on Raw on whatever, and that way it sets it up for them to win the belt back on WrestleMania. Like, yeah, but you have to, but you have to see him first get bloodied and yeah. lay on the ring with the villain laughing at him and stealing his girl and taking his belt and disappearing into the. Abyss. So we started this conversation with you guys listening only, you know, 25, 30 minutes ago, but it was hours ago because of our snafu this morning. So I I think I recall most of the conversation, but we were discussing depth charts and how things have changed to the point of kids can get into the portal. Kids are disgruntled more quickly. There are issues that coaches have to navigate beyond simply putting a two deep on the field. And you're seeing a lot of coaches opt to essentially not have depth charts, to have them limited in some ways, and then there are reasons for it. And I find myself, as we continue to do this, 
you get more frustrated by the reasons instead of what actually happens. Like, I, if the coach just came out and said, there's really no, you know, blah, 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 depth chart is not doable, we have rotations, whatever, don't care, whatever. Give me any reason in the world other than no, because it helps me try to win the game on Saturday. That's complete and utter bull crap. That is not yeah. the truth, so quit telling nope. me that. It, it's Absolutely. stupid. It's coach speak. Now, what has become legitimate is, as we mentioned earlier, is kids getting feelings hurt. Um, and I'm not – look, I'm sure somebody did, but this is not – I'm not referencing any one person with Ole Miss because I don't know what happened or did not happen. I have no idea. However, they put out the depth chart for 20 minutes or something in the, in the notes package on Monday. Um, in the morning. Sometime yeah. in the 10 o'clock hour, it, it, it was there. It was in the package online. And then it disappeared sometime between 11.15 and 11.30. And it was not in our package. And then we got a notes package that did not include a depth chart. And, and then, then they put it back on the site yesterday afternoon, and it was different. I looked at it at like – I was looking for it because people were complaining. Yes. And a few people – look, there are fans and, – and a fan explained this to me. I got a message from someone going, hey, I, I'm, I think it's just we like – depth charts because it's a signal that the season is here okay oh fair enough i get it media those of us that are honest about it we hate people ask us to do them so here's behind the scenes you do a depth chart the depth chart gets read by family members of players high school coaches whatever which leads to phone calls, which leads to anger, which leads to, well, where the hell did you see the depth chart? I saw it at Rivals, which leads to a call going, hey, why'd you do that? My people wanted it. Well, it's wrong. And now I got to correct it. I don't want to correct it. Just don't do it. So my response is very simple. I'll wait for the university to put one out. Because if I were to build a depth chart, for example, Ole Miss put out a depth chart yesterday that had 12 defensive players. I'm, I'm going to guess that Ole Miss is going to planning to play 11 defensive players. They'd like to play 11. Probably would love to play 12, but they know they can't get away with it. So they're going to play 11 players. So the depth chart that they put out is wrong. Why did they include an extra position? To put more names on it. Why did they put all those oars on it? They know who's starting. You're telling me that Chris Partridge doesn't know eight of his defensive starters? Why do you put the oar on for kids, families? Because people have people get their feelings hurt. And hurt feelings in today's era leads often to the transfer portal. Because all these kids, so follow me, Chase. If you are recruiting Austin Keys, okay? You're keeping an eye on Austin Keys and you see, oh, wow. Ole Miss brought in a transfer who's starting in front of him. Bet he's pissed. I think I'll have somebody reach out to his old high school coach. It's not against the rules. Hey, tell the high school coach, remember, hey, high school coach, remember to tell Austin how much we loved him at fill in the blank you. Instead, you would put an oar by it. That's what coaches, frankly, would, I think they'd rather just not do one. I think they'd rather just leave it alone. And and frankly, I don't know why they don't just go, you know what, we're not going to have one. We're not going to put one out. We're not going to publish one. Well, 
so Steve Sarkeesian did that. Said he was not going to do a depth chart. There wasn't going to be one given. And I, may, I look, I, I've never passed up a chance to make fun of Steve Sarkeesian. So if I'm agreeing with him, I agree with him. Um, Ketchum, also somebody we've had in our rounds with either way. Um, he posted a theory. So what happened? And I, I have it up. I'll just read it. And I, I think this is the best example of what we're talking about is the reason I'm taking the time to do this for people that are still a little confused by this. So I'm reading for Ketchum. This is on Orange Woods. And he says it's a theory, but I doubt he was just a theory. He usually knows what he's talking about if he puts something out there to this level. And he says, full transparency, I don't really care. I think I care the most because I want to compare it to the running depth chart that one of his beat writers have been keeping up since January. He goes, I'm curious more than anything else. That being said, it's an in-the-moment snapshot of the here and now and can be revealing a few thoughts. Steve Sarkeesian specifically said that Ethan Burke, player on the team, was on the two deep on Thursday. He just came out and said that about Burke being on the two deep. No depth chart or anything, just this guy is one of the, on the first or second team. Typically saying such a thing when no one held a gun to your head to make you say it, to make you say it means it's not a big deal. But that comment about Burke would have caught the attention of three players and three different families at a minimum. Prince Dorba, DJ uh, Harris, and Jamon Tapp. That's three different set of parents and families that might be asking, what does that mean for me, coach? Should I just sit out this season? Should I be out of here? Should I transfer? One of those three is going into his third season, and, and another is going into his second. Sark might not have meant to, but he basically announced to both those dudes that they've been passed by a younger player. All it would have taken was for him to have his weekend ruined by just 2%, because of this issue and the firefighting that it calls for him to realize, oh, hell, this happened to me at a number of positions because of the number of kids and newcomers I have. Hence, there is no depth chart. I agree with him. Yeah, and, and, and look, I, I know enough about reading between the lines to know that that's precisely what happened. Yes. He didn't just pull that theory out of his ass yesterday on the last report. No, that's exactly what happened. And look, there's going to be some people out there that go, these kids need to get tougher. Got to deal with adversity. You got to learn to push through it, persevere, earn your. And you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. You're not wrong. But I mean, you know, what do I tell my kids? Got to keep, got to keep fighting. Got to keep fighting. Got to, got to press harder. But here's the part that Ketchum didn't write. Probably because he just didn't feel like it. Or ran out of room or saving it for another day. All of those kids that he just mentioned, and I don't know them individually, but I bet they all got recruited by other schools. Sure. Someone reached out. Hey, they don't want you at Texas. We sure want you at fill in the blank. They're not playing you at Alabama. We play at Arkansas. They're not playing you at Ole Miss. But boy, we play it. You'd play at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Those calls happen. How do you do it without it tampering? Super simple. Super simple. College coach calls up a high school coach that used to coach player X, asks him, asks him about some kid on the roster now. Yeah. Hey, how's, how's Billy looking? Y'all, y'all like old Billy? Because we kind of like Billy. Hadn't offered him. We're looking at him a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? We'd love if Billy would come take an unofficial visit this weekend. Yeah. We're playing we're playing uh, Ball State. Love for Billy and, and his mama. Come up here, get him some barbecue, and show him a good time. And I want to take another look at him, you know, kind of look at him in person a little bit. On Just, the hoof. 
on the hoof. Want to visit with him a little bit, you know, just Billy and his mama. Oh, that'd be great, Coach. That'd be great. I'll, I'll talk to Billy and I'll talk to Billy's mama. We'll we'll see if we can't get him up there to wherever. Hey, uh, how's it going for old so and so that we recruited a couple of years ago? He ended up over there in Texas. Well, he got passed on the depth chart. He's pretty upset. You don't say, son. I hate that doggone. <laughs> well, I tell you what. If you ever talk to his mama, you just tell her that. I still remember that banana pudding she made, and uh, boy, it was fine. And uh, we sure do like them, and we sure hope everything goes well. And you know, now listen, I, I can't say this to them, but um, you know, if something just gets to a place where they're looking for a fresh start. We still love him. You just did it. Did nothing wrong. There was no tampering. Now you tampered yeah. the hell out of it, but you did not tamper. We're struggling a little at strong safety. I tell you, he was the kind of guy that could really could really fit in there. Boy, I wish we had him right now. Because if we had him right now, yeah, that hole we got in the secondary, we'd, it, we'd fill it. But we didn't. But I tell you, that pudding was fantastic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was great. And that, you you passed it along. Yeah. Anyway, done. holler at me about Billy. Let me know how many parents are coming. We'll get them in this weekend. Because guess good. what? Guess what? The 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 kid at Texas's mom probably does call the high school coach. What, what should we do? What should we do? Or the dad calls. What should we do? He goes, well, you know, it's funny. I heard from uh, State U. Because he didn't. Have, he can say what he wants. He can say, mm -hmm. I, I think they'd take him in a heartbeat in the portal. You know how easy it is to get in the portal? Go talk to compliance. You're in. Yeah. Hop in the portal and off you go. And so these. this is the – it's the new – it's the new day. You hear coaches talking about this. Listen, there's there's so many things happening inside a college roster today because of the transfer portal that people don't think about. I'll give you an example. Let's say uh, Davison Igmanison gets off to a phenomenal start to his career. Igmanison. You don't think some schools notice that and go, ooh, six, two and a half corner freshman with those skills what's his nil package let somebody know that we could quadruple that so you spend the whole year trying to hey you got to put together more nil for that guy and this guy and this guy you're recruiting your own guys you're recruiting the guys on your team who are disgruntled who you want to keep and you're recruiting the guys on your team that are kicking ass Mm -hmm. You're just recruiting at all times. If you're the guy at South, if you're Kane Womack at South Alabama and one of your young guys steps up and just starts lighting the world on fire, the party you's going, ah, this is awesome. And a party is going, this sucks. This sucks. I know what's happening in his I know what's happening to his parents. Mm -hmm. I've been 24 hours of this game. Getting calls. High school coaches getting calls. It just it, it that's where we're going, and so it's it's all the way. It's 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 just it's creating a food chain that is different because in the past, and again, I'm 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 cool with it. I'm good with it. I'm not I'm not I'm not you know, campaigning against it. But in the past, that kid at South Alabama who lit the world on fire, he can go to Alabama, but he's got to sit a year. Now he doesn't have to sit a year, and they can pay him. <laughs> I mean, the deal's changed. Simple as that. I mean, it, it, it's the storylines inside of a season that 
I don't know that I think this is the part to something you've been saying for a while now. This is the part that I think is unappetizing to fans. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Because now when you go to the Grove, I'm going to use another example. You go to the game and Ole Miss beats uh, Kentucky and Quinshawn Judkins, the talented freshman from Alabama, ran for 180 and two on 17 carries, just lit Kentucky up like a Christmas tree. You go back to the Grove and you're pouring your bourbon into your glass and get out your fried chicken and, boy, everything tastes so good. And someone goes, I heard Ohio State's going to offer him half a million dollars. <laughs> Suddenly it doesn't taste so good anymore. <laughs> And that's the stuff that I mean, and I'm, I'm using complete hypotheticals, but I'm just saying that's the stuff that's going to start happening in, in college sports where you're going to have to spend a lot of energy and a lot of resources to keep your guys. Look, the fan loves the homegrown player who turns it on and sticks with it and the perseverance and all that kind of stuff. That red shirt sophomore suddenly is this all SEC caliber guy. That's, yeah. That's heartstring stuff, and that sure. shit doesn't happen anymore. It's not a thing. I mean, those are some exceptions I get, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, look, should kids be tougher? Hundred percent. You can't make them be tougher though. They can just leave. They can stay. There's no reason. And it's not just the kids; it's their families. Yeah, sure. It's their families. It's not just the kids. It's hey, he promised you that you would play. You're not playing, or you're happy as hell, but. Hey, Tennessee just called. $1.5 million in NIL if we'll just come there. It's going to happen in baseball. It's going to happen in that sport. Oh, it did. A school's going to go, hey, and listen, I mean, if you, as long as you do it in a way that's quasi non tampering, it's cool. Hey, just letting you know, Billy, that if you come pitch at this university, it's $300,000 in NIL for you. And what you just said is not a crazy number. That's a number that's pretty close to some things I've heard. Yeah. A guy would like to go here or there or do whatever. Hey, I mean, you know, it kind of is what it is. You can bitch about it all you want. It's, it's where we're going. It's the reality of the sport today. So, you know, it, it's, it's the part with, like, Lane Kiffin, where he, he says – I knew what he meant the other day. He says he wakes up every day and he, he's thankful for the transfer portal. And it's got its negatives too. But it's where we are. And it's why – getting back to depth charts, it's why you got to be really careful with the way you put out a depth chart now. It's different than it was in the past. Because a kid can literally just skate. I'm fairly fascinated as many teams have done them as they have as we talk it out. I'm surprised more teams than went, nah, that's fine. We'll just see it on Saturday. I'll be interested if nothing changes in the way that, that uh, NIL and, and transfer portal and stuff is done. I'll be interested to see how many schools follow Texas's lead and just go, not going to do it. For next week. Yeah, just kind of moving on. Well, certainly for next year, but into the next few weeks, yeah. Now, the thing is, once the games start, the season has begun, and I mean, eleven guys are going to take the field for Ole Miss on Saturday. When they get the, the first time Ole Miss gets the ball, I'm going to guess they play one quarterback. Yeah, he he started. I mean, if they want to be really cute, they run them both out there as in some weird set 
for the yeah. first play. But at some point, one quarterback's going to take a drive. Yeah. When you play defense, they're not going to run the 12-man formation out there. If they do, it's going to be a penalty, and Chris Partridge is going to lose a gasket because it's going to mean that somebody didn't get the, didn't get the message yeah. on what they were doing. They're going to run 11 guys out there, and we're going to count them. We're going to be in the box, go, okay, 55. Yeah, sure. You know, 10, 11, 3, yeah. 6, 21. We're going to be doing that. And those are the starters. And so at that point, the coaches can't go, you know, we don't have starters here. Well, 11 dudes started. But, you can, you know, we'll do the pro football focus. We'll do the Snapchat, Snapchat, Snap count. We'll know who played. Snap counts more important than who starts. Of course it is. But the can't... one the, – there could have been others. The changes, because we didn't actually mention those, that I saw yesterday was that Mason Brooks was the starter at right tackle. And they had Joe Williams behind Jeremy James at left tackle in the updated depth chart yesterday. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't, and I didn't, from talking to Mason on his show, I, I, I don't think Mason anticipates starting, but I think he anticipates playing. So, but I got the impression that he felt like Jaden Williams would start at left tackle. And then maybe they've, you know, revisited that and said, hey, you know what? Let's not throw a true, you know, a, a freshman in there on day one. Let's let's go with a little bit of a veteran lineup for the first couple of series and give him a minute to acclimate, and then we'll go. I have no idea. We'll the see. football gods had come down and said, "Hey, you get a you, you get a depth chart that's a hundred percent right. Pick when you want it. I want it for Kentucky. I don't want it for Troy." Yeah, of course. Tell me what the week five depth chart is. Yeah, that's what that's that's where we're all talking about. Because look, if. If Ole Miss is anything other than four and zero after the month of September, something went really wrong. Yeah, the tone of the tone of everything we're talking about is different. Yeah, and the first challenge, the first big test, is Kentucky. I mean, if you were to put a line on Kentucky at Ole Miss today, it's Ole Miss minus two. Sure, I mean two and a half. Three? It's, cl- it's close to a pick them. Yeah, it's at home, yeah. so I'll give you a point or two. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's what it is. Podcast brought to you in part by uh, Northeast Spark and ESPRC, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. One gig that powers the Clark Force Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So, again, give them a call at the office. Again, that is 662-238-3159. Martin Palomo and I will have a uh, mind on my money tomorrow or Thursday, not tomorrow, Thursday. I, I'm trying to make tomorrow Thursday. Tomorrow is Wednesday, but we'll have one on Thursday. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel in Memphis is the guy to go to if you're wanting to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Um, just get in touch with John, give him uh, some parameters, give him a budget. He will give you options. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Our Eros wraps, kebabs, redfish, an amazing candlelit patio, cocktails, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. I'll have a uh, mailbag up to you on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Whitney serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo and points in between condos, land, commercial, residential, family homes, 
662-2573 or 662-842-3844. We told you about Service Specialist. They sponsor Neil's Picks, which will come out on Thursday. They also can help your company if it's looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent. Keep in mind, payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate um, that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. 12 months, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work for all your commercial real estate needs. Get in touch with B.B. Mitchell, 601-934-5008. And don't forget, if you're planning an event, a party, a get-together, a birthday party, whatever the case may be, give some consideration to Southern Traditions Farm there in Canton, Mississippi. Great uh, place to um, host an event, host a, a business party, a birthday party, a Christmas party, whatever the case may be. Uh, get in touch with them at uh, Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So, um, speaking of mascots, the, uh, the cock commander name is dead. South Carolina going with the, uh, the general for their, uh, for the, for their, for for the rooster moving forward. I get it. It it was sir, big sir, sir, big spur. Sorry. Um, I mean, cock commander would have been awesome, but I I understand. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they say they are naming him after Thomas Sumter, who was the uh, the soldier, the senator during the uh, during the American Revolution, that was actually nicknamed the Fighting Gamecock, and is where um, yeah. a lot of it, South Carolina. Someone in the room said, "Look, as funny as it is, we've got to we've got to move on from this. We can't. It can't be this." Well, a pretty funny story is actually where the cock commander thing came from. Um, I was reading this. Grace Rayner wrote the story. And it stemmed from the South Carolina student newspaper in 2004. So it was the week of South Carolina Clemson and cocky, the actual mascot, the stuffed uniform, whatever. Um, the, the, yeah, mascot. The, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the human in a, in a mascot running around. Yes. Yeah. So they used a photo of um, him standing in front of like he was in the he was in the foreground of the photo and they had a fake tiger like burning bonfire behind him and the photo editor or whomever was putting it into the paper and he was just playing around or whatever so you've got the cocky or whatever throwing his hands up and you can see the tiger on fire behind him and the headline or the 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 caption the cut line was i am the cock commander all other cocks must must bow before the cock commander Oh, um, so that is where it stemmed from. The actual editor of the paper says that he changed it to a more G-rated headline that night, but for whatever reason, it did not save, and it went out the next morning to oh my God. The, the South Carolina <laughs> campus. Um, so <laughs> that, that is where bad. that actually came from. Was something from two thousand four, um, 
and it has it has it has stuck since in 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 lore, if you will, and then it got put up to be the new mascot name of the of the rooster. So I know we have tons of uh, podcasts that are out there, and I certainly don't want to steer you away from our uh, our our channel. But in the event that you run out of material, uh, Joe Rogan's interview with Aaron Rodgers was absolutely fascinating. Maybe not the whole three hours, but the part about what happened with Aaron Rodgers and the COVID protocols with the Green Bay Packers and the NFL sending people in was absolutely fascinating. And uh, the part that was the most interesting, because it really didn't impact Aaron Rodgers, because obviously he was never going to get cut. Sure. If you were unvaccinated, you had to work out separate from everybody else. They had to wear a different color wristband. So the whole thing about no, the Packers were shocked that Aaron Rodgers wasn't. No, everyone in the building knew that he wasn't vaccinated. Um, what's fascinating is he said, and he's right, that there was a lot of um, a lot of guys that were competing for jobs in late August of 2021. That when they got cut, you know, like there's today's a big cut day in the NFL, sure. and a lot of guys that get cut today are going to get picked up elsewhere. Because while Cleveland might have an excess of defensive linemen, Seattle might need a defensive lineman. So he was saying that, you know, a lot of those guys, because they got cut, they couldn't get picked up. They had a stigma attached to them. And in Aaron Rodgers' case, he did not originally get vaccinated because one of the ingredients in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine was an ingredient that he was allergic to and could lead to anaphylactic shock. And at the time, the other option was the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which had just gotten pulled. Remember when it got pulled off the shelves? Yeah, sure. They found that it discovered blood clotting. So he's like, well, then I'm, I'm not doing this right now. And the more that he researched it, the more that he discovered that, he, in his opinion, he didn't need to be vaccinated. And, he, you know, of course, he dealt with the media and the media backlash and the, 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 the stories that were written about him. And it was really, it's a, it's a fascinating read especially if you look back in the last two years and think a lot of this wasn't necessary. But even if you don't view it that way, to get the perspective of somebody who was inside that building, Aaron Rodgers, the starting quarterback for the, deep, for the uh, Green Bay Packers, the reigning MVP, had to get tested every single day in the regular season, would get tested, go back, yeah. sit in his car for 30 minutes, wait for the test to come back. Then he would go into the building until the playoffs rolled around where they stopped testing completely. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's illogical. But what it, part of the podcast is it? How far into it would be this, this, this portion? It's fairly early, about 30 minutes in. They, they, you know, they, he and Rogan have a lot in common. They've become friends because uh, Aaron Rodgers is also a big MMA guy and they like to talk about that and, and all of that. It's, I listened to all three hours. I, I like Rogan, I like, I like his interview style. Um, I don't always listen to his shows, but I listen to that one because obviously I'm into sports and this is a topic that I, I find I find it to be fascinating because it's as we're as we speak right now, the the best tennis player in the world isn't playing in the US Open because right. he's because he's unvaccinated, which frankly at this point, I think I don't even think this is a political statement anymore. At this point in the pandemic or the old pandemic. The vaccine that Novak Djokovic would take would be for would be for a strain of the a strain of the virus that number one is not really prevalent anymore. 
And number two, he's already had. Mm -hmm. So it just makes no sense. That they have not loosened the protocols for him is fair, is, is, is asinine. It is really, really fascinating. It's fascinating to me that two and a half years in, nobody is willing to say, hey, it's over. It's over. The pandemic part is over. We're going to, COVID's going to be here. Strains of COVID are going to be here for generations. But we've got therapeutics. People aren't dying in hospitals of it anymore. Hospitals aren't full of COVID patients. The fact that people can't in, in positions of power say it's over, you can relax, is be, it, it, it's fascinating to me. It is a, I don't know whether it's power or whether it's um, wanting to main, keep these emergent, state of emergencies going or whether it is something as simple as an inability to just go, hey, you know what? Maybe it's possible that we somewhat overreacted, but we did it out of, we did it out of precaution. We did it out of fear. We thought we were doing the right thing. It wasn't sinister. It wasn't a whatever, whatever the case may be. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. And instead they double down on things like Novak Djokovic playing in the, in the U S open, which is insanity. If you think about it, if you think about it logically, it's, insane that we're doing this that the cubs are in toronto and that their unvaccinated players can't make the trip and have to deal with all of that stuff in the media it, it's not 2020 anymore i'm stunned that we're still here really i am I'm, I, I shouldn't be because nothing really surprises me but when you listen to the interview with with uh rogers and and rogan two people who caught a lot of hell for for not getting vaccinated it's it's pretty interesting stuff <sighs> From a Djokovic standpoint, I mean, look, he's already potentially known as the best or second best or tennis player ever or whatever, but he's missing majors or grand slams that he would be the prohibitive favorite to the point mm -hmm. that his legacy is changing because of his absence in these tournaments. But I think it's I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's taking numbers off the board. But I think it's changing his legacy in a more positive way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look at him and, and see courage. I look at him and see principle. I look at him and see a logical thinker. I mean, Novak Djokovic, look at the guy. What's his body fat percentage? Six? It's pretty low. I mean, Novak Djokovic is not dying of COVID. People that look like Novak Djokovic do not die of COVID. They did not die of COVID. They never died of COVID. They didn't even really get sick from COVID. And Novak Djokovic getting vaccinated doesn't it doesn't stop him from spreading COVID if he got COVID. We've proven that now. It should always have been a personal choice. It never should have been a mandate. And two years in, it should absolutely not. There's it's this is nothing other than politics that is preventing him from playing tennis. And look, it's one guy playing tennis, big whoop. But still, it's a hell of a note. It's, it's an illogical note. I mean, he has 21 grand slams, which is one behind Rafael Nadal. Yeah. And but now when he's you missed ask, the second one. But when you ask me about him now, I say, you know what? I admire the guy. I yeah. admire the guy a lot more than I would have ever really thought about the tennis player. There's real principle in that. Because you and I both know, you and I both know the tennis people would be glad to let him take a fake vaccine and get a fake card and tell everybody he got vaccinated. Oh, well, yeah, sure. They, he could absolutely go play in these tournaments and not get vaccinated. 
He would just have to tell a lie. No doubt. You think, I do wonder how many NFL how many NFL players do you think how many NFL players do you think got I'm doing vaccinated in air quotes vaccinated and really didn't get vaccinated just to keep people quiet. Oh, I mean, a decent number. That's what I think too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what it is, but sure, decent number. So I sort of admire. I don't sort of. I, I really admire Rogers for saying I don't need this. This should never be mandated upon me. This is this is ridiculous. I, I admire those people. It took courage. It, because I'm not aware of even any stadium protocol still going on anywhere, right? I mean, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, Carson was signed up, my son was signed up to play in a soccer tournament last weekend that got rained out, and they had to still fill out a COVID waiver. Okay. And I don't even remember what was on the waiver. Laura, my wife, filled out the waiver. I, I, I mean, the answer to is he vaccinated? No. What are you going to do? I mean, it's it's time. I mean, I, I'm I'm surprised really that here, almost September of 2022, there's even any of this left. the The, the Djokovic thing is it's empty. It's 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 political. There's. No one can convince anyone at this point that Novak Djokovic is threatening anyone's safety mm-hmm. in a packed tennis arena where people are shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I, and I guess I haven't looked up. I, I, I guess I should have been a little more aware is it tennis or is it travel from a state or like city standpoint i don't know because the last one was straight tennis i I think this is i think this is a u.s policy about flying into the country right well yeah i think it is too actually yeah i think you're right um just because we discussed this several weeks ago and never really came back to it, uh, the golfer Cam Smith has now officially joined the Live Golf Tour. So we, He has. He has, yes. He waited for the FedEx Cup to be over to get all of his millions from them before he uh, abandoned the PGA Tour for Live. Yes. And there was another player named Cam or Cameron who they had pursued who's staying in the tour, right? Yeah, Cam Young. Um, yeah, it's a little confusing. You have Cam Smith, Cam Young, and Cam Davis are all young golfers. Um, yeah. Along with Cam Smith, uh, Joaquin Neiman, uh, Harold Varner, Cameron Tringali, Mark Leishman, and Anurban Lahiri are also joining Live Golf. Um, I'm going to give them some credit. They now have 12 of the last 26 majors with them. And I tell you what's actually been more impressive. And I don't know what kind of threat or isn't threat. We're not going to spend a lot of time. We're not going to spend any time on this at all. I just got to have one comment as we move on. Is for a business like them, I give them a lot of credit for how easily they have changed routes when needed and have not gotten stuck into, we had this plan and by God, we're going to stay in this plan, but they've been pretty damn valuable and flexible as this thing has mapped out over the first year. I mean, Liv is at least interesting. I'll, I'll give them that. I mean, they, they've done a pretty sure. good job from a, now it's pretty easy to do a good job when you have literally unlimited money. Sure. But they've done a good job on sort of formatting and figuring out ways to make things work, and they've got a pretty good stable going right now. Not bad. No, I mean, if you're into golf, they're at least interesting. 
For sure. I mean, I saw the thing. Like, everybody hates the President's Cup, which is the U.S. versus everybody but Europe. At this point, for the PGA Tour, hey, why don't you just play live? We'll take our 12, you play your 12, and let's do that instead of the President's Cup. Ooh, I'd watch that. I'd be in. You mean? Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that before I'd watch the whole Ryder Cup light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the PGA Tour got what they wanted the other day in some ways. It was going to be okay either way because they're both incredibly well-liked. But Rory McIlroy winning the FedEx Cup title, I have a feeling that's what the the boys down in Ponte Vedra would want if they could have uh, could have chosen that. So I would think so. He's definitely become the ambassador of the PGA Tour. It's not even close. Um, so, anyway. Uh, let's see. Up on the site, you read about Zach Evans today. I did, yeah. Zach Evans, uh, it's a notebook. Zach Evans, uh, a little bit of AJ Finley, a little bit of Otis Reese, but it's such primarily Zach Evans saying he's angry and pissed and ready to take it out on. Uh, oh, wants to wants to play angry and pissed this year. Really? Yeah. Change any of your uh, predictions? No, not necessarily. He's a hell of a back. He's got. He wants wants the ball twenty to twenty five times a game. Touches. That's what he said. We said. So it's pretty, it's pretty heavy load, twenty to twenty-five. So we'll see whether he can um, sustain that over the course of a season. That's three hundred touches a year. That's the question on him. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it was interesting. That was that. Um, Lane Kiffin will be on the SEC teleconference Wednesday. I don't anticipate any news, but that's but at noon, I think. I think he he goes at noon. It starts at ten. He's on the one of the last ones on it, and then um, yeah. Game game day on uh, on we got should, Troy Brown show should be up at some point uh, today. Um, the Pete Dewey show I'm taping it tomorrow night. The uh, pigs Pete's pigskin preview, and then um, taping butcher and spin instructor on Tuesday. That'll run on Thursday. So got a lot lot of content coming your way. A lot of content up already. So hopefully uh, you're enjoying our coverage as we get you ready for Ole Miss and Troy. We'll talk to Jeffrey on Thursday morning. Neil taping with Taylor Zarger at some point this week. We'll have that uh, on the uh, on the network also as the uh, as the week moves on. So, yeah, plenty of podcasts stuff at RebelGrove.com. Join the conversation. Of course, get us a trick and pretty free for uh, for that. And we'll uh, be back with you tomorrow. So appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.